0: Welcome to the Ivy Church Podcast. Hello, Ivy Church. Hello, Ivy Church. Welcome to Ivy Church. Jumbo Jumbo. Caribboni, Carissani, Ivy Church. Good to see you. Welcome to Ivy Church. For more podcasts and information about Ivy Church, go to ivychurch.org. Hey, well, today we're finishing off our series BCJCAD. I hope you've enjoyed it in your grow groups and in the places we've been connecting together. We've been focusing on the Apostle Peter how he tried and failed to follow Jesus, but was forgiven time and time again, as he over-promised and under-delivered, but God always delivered on his promises to Peter. Jesus rose again and reminded Peter that they had an appointment. And when he met him again, it was not to rebuke him, but to reinstall and restate him. And then Peter, together with the other apostles, spent time praying and waiting for the fulfilment of the promise Jesus made. Then he ascended into heaven, and then they were waiting for the Holy Spirit. They knew something was going to happen. They knew, they didn't know, but somebody was coming. The comforter, the gift the Father promised was going to come. Then, on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came in power and changed them all into new people. The transformation of Peter's quite incredible. The difference it makes is he's filled with the Holy Spirit. And he goes from a man in hiding and scared into one who confronts many of the same crowd who crucified Jesus, that he would have been running away from just a few weeks before with the truth that we can read about in Acts chapter 2, that Jesus was who he claimed to be, had done what he said he would do, that he died and rose again, and that he will return in glory to judge the living and the dead, as we say in the Apostles' Creed. So why don't you look with me at Acts chapter 2. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams even on my servants both men and women i will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy i will show wonders in the heavens above signs on the earth below blood and fire and billows of smoke the sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the lord and everyone Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Fellow Israelites, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders and signs which God did among you through him as you yourselves. know. this man was handed over to you by God's deliberate plan and foreknowledge. And you, with the help of wicked men, put him to death by nailing him to the cross. But God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. See, Peter knew Jesus had come to fulfil the scriptures. That's exactly what he did. Peter is here preaching from the Old Testament and the Bible as we would know it, in the power of the Holy Spirit. And the results now were amazingly powerful for everybody heard as he preached the truth of God's word. We only know part of what he preached in this, um, this sermon that transformed so many people. He goes into one or two of the Psalms again here, if you read it through in full because before this, Jesus himself had been uh, meeting with them after he'd risen from the dead and he went to the other guys and he pointed out how all these prophecies, all these promises, he did them. It was all about him. So Peter knows and shows how the scriptures proved, the prophecies proved Jesus is the Messiah, the one that they said they were all waiting for. And they missed him. Not only did they miss him, they killed him. They crucified him. Look at verse 37. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, brothers, what shall we do? That's the question. When that penny drops, because now it's no longer just a Bible study, this is... You, God is saying, your sins took Jesus and nailed him to the cross. So what do you do when you realise your sins were so serious, such an affront to the holiness of God that it cost the blood of his own son to wash you clean and set you free and pay the price of your redemption? They're like, what do we do now? What do we do now? They want to know. Verse 38, Peter replied, repent and be baptised, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. And with many other words, he warned them and he pleaded with them, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Then those who accepted his message were baptised and about 3,000 were added to their number that day. The first church was a mega church that started out. And I want to plead with you today, if you don't yet know Jesus, or if you do know that he's the son of God, but you've not been living as if it's true, and he isn't actually truly number one in your life, if you're not putting him first in everything, then you can't save yourself. Actually, the only way to save yourself is to ask Jesus, save me. Save me, say I'm sorry for my sins, I need help. I I turn away from everything that's wrong, I I turn to you. You can do that today and let us know on the chat if that's something that you're doing so we can be praying for you or or tell the people where you're meeting that this has happened and this is a a time that you're coming back to God for the first time perhaps or or you're coming back again. I just wanna know what's your response gonna be today when we realise and remember who Jesus really is, what he's done for us, that he's poured out his blood it's a sacrifice because there was no other way that we could have help now and hope that lasts forever. Because he is the one the whole Bible speaks of. So we don't have to guess who God is. You can know him today and always accept the message, follow Christ, be baptized, and be filled with his Holy Spirit. Receive that gift of the Holy Spirit. Get in touch with us and tell us. You know, I said that he fulfills the scriptures, and you know, when you realize that, this is a a big book, actually 66 books written by 40 authors in three languages over 1,500 years. Over 1,100 chapters, 31,000 verses, over 800,000 words. And it says here, Peter used many other words as he spoke that day in the power of the Holy Spirit about how Jesus fulfills the scriptures. So I don't know how many words I'm going to use before we're done, but I invite you to search your hearts very deeply. Make your response to God's word today, to follow Jesus Christ. Put him first in everything and say, You are my Lord and leader. You are my Savior because you are God. So, whether you're familiar and by way of a refresher or you never knew it till now, here's the story of the Bible told in six acts and your part in it. What part do you play in this story? Act one God creates. We didn't create ourselves, did we? We had no power to do that over where we were uh, going to be born or the circumstances of our parentage or anything like that. God created you. God created everything. And we see that here in Genesis chapter one. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He said it was all good. Genesis two tells us about Adam and Eve, who God created and placed in the garden, naked and unashamed. And God said, very good. That's good news because God loves us. He doesn't want us to be alone. He wants us to live in community with other people and with him. He wants us to be able to be open and transparent with one another. He doesn't want anything to separate us from his love or from anybody else. That's the way God intended and made it all from the beginning. And he still wants that for you and for me. Act one is over. Act two is when people rebel. The Satan, the accuser appears to Eve lies about God to deceive her. She eats the fruit. Adam is passive, standing there. He shares in the guilt and the sin. He knew it was wrong, but joined in anyway. Therefore, God holds him accountable. God gave them free choice whether or not to love and obey him, like he does to you and me. If it had been you or I in the Garden of Eden, we'd have made the same choice, because we're all sinners. That's what it says in the book of Romans. And in Romans 5, verse 12, it says, sin entered the world through one man. Everything changed for the worse. Nothing on this broken planet would ever be the same. Now they are ashamed. They try and cover up. Innocence is lost forever. They try to hide from God, they make excuses, they blame everybody else they can. We know this is the reality of the shame of sin. And if if you won't admit it, it just means you're deluded. You're fooling yourself, but nobody else is really fooled by our cover-ups, least of all God. As they leave the garden, God then makes a sacrifice to clothe them with garments of grace and protection because now they're out on their own in this hard place. The family breaks down before it even gets going. Cain kills Abel. People separate and arm and spread out and warfare gets worse and worse. By Genesis 6, it says the whole earth has become corrupt and grown full of evil. So God calls a man called Noah, builds an ark to save him from the flood and it all starts over again with Noah and his family because our God is a God of fresh start. Generations come and go. They build a tower to reach up to the heavens without needing God, who confuses their languages as nations now scatter everywhere. Then it's act three, God calls. Genesis 12 is when God calls Abraham a prosperous pagan businessman, out of a place called Ur in in Babylon. In his 70s, he, he becomes a man of faith by doing what God says. I haven't got time to tell the whole story of the Old Testament like this, so we can sum it up like this. We can say that Genesis 1 to 11 is when God creates the human race. And Genesis 12 to Malachi, the end of the Old Testament, is the story of God creating the Hebrew race as his special people. And so the Old Testament closes with a sense of longing and expectation, hundreds of years of waiting. All those promises, all those prophecies that God is going to do something to save the people. And the people were waiting for hundreds of years. What would God do? Act four, 2,000 years ago, God comes. The director steps into the movie. He's born in a most unlikely place. The Bible says when the time had fully come god sent forth his son he was conceived by the holy spirit born of the virgin mary not just any baby the seed of the woman that was promised there to adam and eve the son of david whose name is emmanuel that god is with us as isaiah saw And at christmas we remember how the angel told joseph call his name jesus for he will save his people from their sins baptized by john tempted by the devil Hated by the religious leaders, feared by some, misunderstood by many, but the common people, it says, heard him gladly. See, God came, and John says he came full of grace and truth, the fullness of God in bodily form. Peter said in his sermon, just to sum up his life, he went around doing good. He went around so the blind could see, the deaf hear, the demons flee, as he heals the sick and raises the dead and invites the weary to come to him for rest. Jesus of Nazareth teaches God's law, embodies God's love and fulfils God's promises. He preaches to the masses, cares about the individuals, he speaks in parables, he's a friend of sinners, everybody, everywhere. Over and over, he tells Peter and the others, I'm going to be betrayed into the hands of sinful men, they're going to beat me and crucify me, but after three days I'll rise from the dead. They don't get it, they don't understand, he walks alone. In the garden of Gethsemane, he prays alone, in agony. Judas betrays him, Peter denies him. The disciples abandon him, Caiaphas accuses him, Herod mocks him, the soldiers beat him, Pilate condemns him to death on a cross. He's whipped, crushed, bruised for our iniquities. But even as he's crucified between two criminals, he cried out, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. And then he shouts out, it is finished. Before finally, Father, into your hands, I commit my spirit and he breathed his last. Buried in a borrowed tomb. One day he was dead, two days he was dead. But on the third day, the women who went to the tomb to anoint his dead body find the stones has been rolled away, the tomb is empty. An angel says, he's not here, he's risen. And he meets them and he meets others and the word spreads, he's alive. And over 40 days, Jesus appears and proves it's really him to his disciples many times in various ways. And then he ascended into heaven. Act 5 is where... We come in, not as sinners, but now with the possibility of being saints, because Act 5 is the story of the church. For 10 days, the disciples waited and prayed and wondered. And uh, then on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came in power with the sound of a rushing wind and tongues of fire, because now they're all filled with the Holy Spirit. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is now at work in ordinary people walking around the earth. God doesn't need temples to be built by human hands because now the people are his temple. And the disciples speak in languages they do not know but others from all the other nations around hear and understand as Peter then preaches and 3,000 respond and are saved and baptised in one day. And that's how the church was born in Jerusalem. And it keeps on growing despite and even because of opposition. The message spreads throughout Judea and Samaria and and then to Galilee and across to the ends of the earth. It moves all across the Roman Empire because Jesus is with the disciples just as he promised whenever they preach the good news. Opposition grows outside, heresies arise inside, troubles on every side as James and Paul and John, even Peter himself, write letters. In this part of the Bible, the word of the Lord goes viral, the disciples multiply, the church keeps on growing, still does. Whenever we stand up and are bold and faithful and filled with the spirit like Peter and declare Jesus is alive, Jesus is Lord, Jesus is risen from the dead. So we say today what he said then to anybody who would listen, if you will repent and believe the gospel, Jesus will give you power over sin, over death, over hell, over the world, the flesh and the devil because Jesus Christ is Lord. So repent, change your mind, ask him for help to change your life. Now is the time to do it, the only time we can because the final act is yet to come. Whether we are alive at the time or die before it happens because in Acts 6, Jesus returns and God makes all things new. And if you go way to the back of the end of the book before the maps in Revelation, I see the final act of history, the return of Jesus Christ to the earth and God making all things new. And it says, this is the revelation from Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants what must soon take place. John wrote that 2000 years ago. How much longer can it be now? It's gotta be very soon. Are you ready today? Jesus is coming, he's coming again. The angels told Peter and those first disciples, this same Jesus who's been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you've seen him go into heaven. This same Jesus, not somebody like Jesus, not some false messiah. Jesus himself, King of kings, Lord of lords, is coming again. He's coming again soon to Manchester. He's coming soon to Ukraine. He's coming soon to Russia. He's coming soon to Sudan. He's coming soon to Australia. He's coming soon to you and to me. In Act 5, he came as saviour. In Act 6, he will come as judge. First time round, he came as the Lamb of God. He's coming again as the Lion of the tribe of Judah. And when he appears, every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And then the Bible concludes with these words of a new beginning. The Bible ends with a new beginning. He who testifies to these things says, see, yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come Lord Jesus, pray that. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's people. Amen. Are you ready? He's coming. Ready or not? And Peter said, everybody who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So talk with him now as we pray. Call on him. We want to pray with you now. Why don't you pray along and just say, Lord, please make me ready now for when you return soon. I give my life back to you. Put you number number one in my life i'm sorry for everything i've thought or said or done and i need help i need your holy spirit to change me yes you changed peter you turned his life around come and do the same in me right now lord may i be ready may we all be ready and waiting for you and living now full of expectation full of your holy spirit's power so everybody else we know and love can get ready to lord we give you our lives bc all the things we've ever done wrong, all the times we've ever messed up. We thank you, JC, Jesus Christ, that you have come to save us and lead us. From this moment on, we want to follow you forever and ever, because that AD, that life with you, never ends. Amen. Hallelujah. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen. Hi, I'm Anthony Delaney. I'd love to welcome you to Ivy Church. Do check out the website, click on a few buttons, look at some previous teaching and some of the other things that we've been involved with. And why not plan to join us soon at one of our locations? Join a grow group, do the alpha course and figure out for yourself what it is that Christians believe. Or if you've got anything we can pray about, be in touch, press the contact button so that you can email us, let us know about you and how we hope you can be part of us. Come and join us at Ivy Church.